This is a fellow named M.L. Elric. To see him walking on a street, or in the familiar routines of a family man, or even in the daily pursuit of his job, you might not pick him out as something special. But there is something special about M.L. Elric. So special, a whole big, tremendously exciting podcast has been made about him. And men like him. So special, it has been given this proud and distinguished seal. This is the official shield of the FBI. Now, for the first time, you'll see the real, the authentic, the fascinating inside story of the soul of Detroit. You asked to rock it, you're right on my face. Gone. What are you doing? What are you doing? That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You might be qualified, Emil. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now? Actually, I, I wanted to go a little while ago, but we were having a very deep and uh, an intense geopolitical discussion about... Uh, about Afghanistan and Jimmy Carter. We solved it all, basically. And, we uh, did. It wasn't deep. Not from me. It was from you, Mark. And, and it turns out Drew Lane's dad <laughs> was in the Naval Academy with yeah, you know President Carter. Yeah. Loop. That's pretty wild. And, you know, Drew is a captain of the baseball team at Virginia Tech. <laughs> what? Why aren't you talking about yourself? I'm talking about other people. I'm impressed with this. I'm feeling small today, <laughs> fellas. What? Why? Well, I'm, the, I'm the captain of the Bulldogs hockey team. You well. are. I'm feeling a little small. This is going to be a show about about leadership and uh, and great captains. I'm proud to be part of this network of captains. Why are you feeling small? Have you have you get? Let me ask you guys real quick if you felt this. You know, there's been a shift out on the road the last few years and what we're buying and what we're driving and all that. At one point on 696 on the drive over here today, I was surrounded by uh, I counted them up 13 SUVs and they weren't the huge Escalade uh, that sort of uh, Denali whatever. It was like the Ford Edge size, the mm-hmm. Honda CRV size. That's all that was around me, and and, and they're not huge. But when I, you're in a sedan like I am, just a little Ooh. sedan, I, everywhere I go now, I feel low to the ground and surrounded by uh, you know. And it hurt. And it hurts your feelings. It's not that it hurt my feelings. <laughs> it's just it it. There's we've hit this ratio now where if you're in a sedan. I don't. I don't feel as comfortable. I don't know about you, Mike. You're in that convertible. Maybe you just don't give a shit about. You know, you're the man, and nobody's going to get near you. <laughs> but I don't know. Have you guys felt that at all? Just if you're in a smaller car, what it's like to be out, especially a freeway. I was just calling him Yawn Windsor, and he comes out of the <laughs> gate storming. He's he's on fire. I mean, it's just, I know obviously there's a lot of reasons we don't get into that for why we're buying what we're buying, but it's palpable when you're on the freeway if you're in a small car right now. I just had a car for a lot of years, and. And um, now drive an Explorer. And I, you know, I kind of like having the Explorer now. But I'm sure after a few years, I want to be back in a car. Well, you like to look know. down on people. No, oh, no, clearly. Sorry. Yeah. No, sorry, that's, Mark. that's yeah, Mike. All yeah. the time. You know, <laughs> Sean, if, 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 you're having, if you're having trouble, if you're feeling inadequate, insecure, unsafe, perhaps I, you should check I'm out. I'm upgrade. Check out the variety of fine vehicles <laughs> on offer. I have been it. shopping. At Roy O'Brien Ford. They're there at the corner go. of Nine Mile Mac and St. Clair Shores. It almost seems like Sean set that up, but he oh, didn't. Oh, a little bit. A little For bit. 70 <laughs> I have been looking at an edge, by the way. Oh, you have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, may I introduce you to the, the fine team over at Roy O'Brien Ford? For 75 years, they have been making satisfied <gasps> customers. There's the edge right there There's on our edge. screen, Mikey. Look at that. That's yeah. fantastic. In fact, that that's soul of Detroit blue. If you could get some uh, powder coat orange rims on that thing. 
you would be representing like a champ. I used uh, to have an edge. I highly recommend it. Yeah, we had it. We we had an edge too. We there had a go. Ford Flex. They don't make that anymore, unfortunately. Oh, they uh, don't. No favorite car I've ever had. Might, might be in the pre-owned section at Royal Brian. That's right. That's there right. you go. If you if you don't feel like taking that drive over there, uh, Sean, you can check out royalbrian.com. That's R O Y O B R I E N dot C O M. And you'll see uh, Jesse will come along to help you and see what That's kind what of, I'm gonna drive. See what kind of nice rides they have there. They got the F one fifty if you want to get up high. That's Sean when he saw the picture on the screen. That's, that's right. what I'm gonna drive. <laughs> I'm so excited. I imagine if you really oh, I was very excited, except for the blue. That's more of a Dutch blue to me. If you wanted to flip <laughs> this over um, and, and and be on top of the heap, you could get the expedition. Or maybe like Devin Skilling, get that Mustang, that E-Mustang. I was at a family reunion recently in an expedition. I got upgraded. I walked out, and there it was. And uh, it was it was awesome. So a little tricky to get used to at first, all that size. Yeah, when that rope You know what it's like to have all that size. <laughs> you have to climb up there to get up yeah, there. Yeah, you do. <laughs> but, my, yeah, no, I, I think... I, think, uh, I tore my ACL getting in, but other than that, it was great. Oh, you did? Oh, well, I, I think What's they may... They may have uh, uh, some some apps through their high-tech vehicles that will help repair that injury or, or something like that. If you want to find out more, go to royalbrian.com. Check out Fast Track. We'll let you choose your vehicle and options, uh, including some sort of uh, orthopedic surgeon option. Mm. That may be a little more, Sean, but, uh, but I think uh, we could probably swing that with our, our hefty compensation package here at the Soul of Detroit. And you can pick your deal, lease, finance, or cash. Find out more at royalbrian.com or give them a call at 888 888- Five six six five eight five one. That's eight 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 five six six fifty eight fifty one. Tell them ML sent you. But you know, I my Pontiac is a, a sixty two. They don't make them anymore. And when you do drive around that convertible, you do feel uh, you kind of feel like you're kayaking next to a freighter. It's true. You look up and you're like, oh, that's the bottom of somebody's door. Yeah, no, for sure. And I hope well, they see me. You should talk to Zoovs because Zoovs had a um, smart car for so long, and he would get that thing humming on the freeway. He is still recovering from the uh, assassination attempt. He was uh, just hit by a car. <laughs> we don't know who was driving that car. That could have been. That could have been somebody from North Korea. It could have been somebody from whoever replaced uh, the KGB. That man has a fascinating life. Maybe Smirsh went to get him. Death to spies. I think is what they it stands for. What are these references? The people out to get Joe Zuver. Oh. So no, I meant your cultural references. Oh well, KGB was the Soviet secret police. No, I know what that is. Smirsh was the you know the rivals to James Bond. They, that was the, the Soviet I did not, I did not spy know that. agency. Sean did. Yeah, sorry, I'd stop listening. I said what I needed to say. I participated in the show. And, That's uh, very selfish of you. Yeah, you're turning into him. You have like a meter over there. No, like when, it, when it goes into the red, it's like okay, time to. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm glad you guys felt that a little bit, though. I, and I love the kayak uh, freighter analogy. I've actually... Very visual. I've actually uh, paddled a kayak next to a freighter. And let me tell you something. All you're thinking here is... Like how close? No, no, seriously. seriously yeah, literally, no, like how close? Really close, where I'm thinking, am feet I... In feet, how many? Maybe 20 or 30 feet? That's close. I just remember thinking, if uh, if I get too close to the screws, is there a chance that I'll get sucked under and then chewed up? So In that big-ass propeller? Oh yeah, that's that. There's not much mercy under that thing, but uh, that was uh, leaving Harbor Island. My man Mike McBride took us out on the Detroit River. Unfortunately, it was our first time, and unfortunately, uh, we didn't realize that being in a kayak in white caps on the Detroit River 
not a good idea, but we, we survived to tell a tale. So we're back. But, uh, but I want to tell some tales today about something that, that uh, troubles me and I think uh, troubles a lot of people. And that is two more people on Detroit City Council under a cloud. Yeah. Raids last week, uh, I think right after we did this show, maybe mm-hmm. a day or two after we did this show, where the FBI uh, raided the home of two council members and their offices and two aides. And two of the people who they searched, uh, I've done plenty of investigations myself into Councilman Scott Benson and his chief of staff, Carol Banks. She was a no-show employee and a double dipper when I exposed her. And after that story came out, Detroit Public Schools, who had employed her as an ombudswoman, fired her after finding that, yeah, indeed, she wasn't working the hours that she was billing the district for, but she was also on the payroll of Scott Benson's staff as his chief of staff, even though people in City Hall didn't really see her. She got fired, and Benson's response was to increase her hours, Mm. not to say, wow, this seems like somebody who maybe doesn't serve the public very well. No, he gave her more hours, and so I've had some questions about the two of them for several years, but even I was surprised when the feds swept in and searched their homes, and I found out about it because I was on the phone with uh, a neighbor in East English Village, and we were talking about a few things, and this neighbor said, hey, the FBI is at Carol Banks' house, and I said, what? Of course, I knew that house because I'd spent many hours in front of it surveilling her to see when is she going to go to work? Is she going to go to work? Where does she work? What the hell is she doing for all this money we're paying her at the Detroit public schools? And so when I went by there, there were police, there were FBI. And I said, oh my goodness, we have more trouble in city hall. But with Spivey and what happened to him and uh, Gabe Leland, didn't you have an inkling that uh, some other people might be in trouble? Well, so that's an interesting question because right Thank now you. what we're trying to... It's always Very an interesting, interesting question, yeah. <laughs> so one of the things we're trying to figure out now is were all these cases related? Now, I know the Gabe Leland case wasn't related because that's a story I broke myself when I was still at Fox 2. And then when I was at the Free Press, I provided folks uh, a, a listen. And, of course, on this show, we provided people a listen to some of those secret FBI tapes of him setting up payments from a Detroit businessman. That seemed to be an isolated incident. But then when Andre Spivey, who happens to be my councilman, uh, turned out to have been on the take as well, that was surprising because I've done quite a few stories on Councilman Spivey and some of his, let's just be kind and say, ethical lapses. But uh, I did not see public corruption in that mix. And so there was a lot of talk, and I think we talked about on this show too, that when Gabe Leland was sitting there under a cloud for three years, and even after he cut a plea deal to admit to misconduct and often resigned, nobody on city council would say a word about it. And that's one of the reasons I got into the city council race, so that somebody on city council would, would call out the bad guys when it's so obvious. And there was a lot of talk about, well, do you think people aren't saying anything about Gabe Leland because they're worried about what they're up to? And I was pretty dismissive huh. of that. I thought, no, I think it's just more collegiality and nobody wants to step in anybody else's minefield. But now I think it's pretty legitimate to wonder were there other council members who said to themselves, I'm not going to say nothing about that guy. 
because there may be people out there saying, oh, well, you're not so clean yourself, and here's what I have to say about it. Were you surprised at the timing, considering there is an election? And I don't. I oh. thought I read Benson's the only one running in his district, and Janae won her uh, or scored. What she was very high. She's an at large, right? Yes. So, so the timing is shocking. But, I, but I will tell you one thing that that uh, uh, I, you know, I'm I'm not a reporter anymore, but occasionally I do a little reporting, and it's my understanding that one of the reasons why Andre Spivey did not seek reelection. Uh, at large, mm-hmm. you know, he decided not to run in the district. He started talking about running at large, but but it's my understanding that one of the reasons why he ultimately did not run for a fourth term on Detroit City Council is because he knew the hammer was about sure. to fall. And of course, we've learned since he was charged uh, with some public corruption matters that he um, he uh, he'd been cooperating with the feds for about a year. So now the question is: Was he helping set up? these other council members was he giving them intelligence it might have sent people over to these other council members to set them up you know like an undercover buy or maybe the same person who was was bribing spivey maybe you know they uh they started to put a tap on him and found out he was bribing other people we don't really know what happened but um but yeah, this throws the whole detroit city council race into into uh, disarray because janae Ayers was the top vote getter in the at-large race. Uh, that, that, that large field was whittled down to four candidates. Now you have four candidates competing for two seats. Coleman Young uh, Jr. is almost assured of being elected, but now instead of Janae Ayers and Coleman Young, who just smoked everybody else, it's Coleman Young and possibly Mary Waters or possibly Nicole Small. But, but I, I also think it's really important for us to note that um, that Janae Ayers and Scott Benson are still on the ballot. They haven't been charged with a crime. We shouldn't rush to judgment. And it's entirely possible that both of them will be reelected, and this will play itself well, out. If that's the case, then why do it? Why would the FBI do it now as opposed to after the election? That's 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 they something. Don't, they don't. I mean, historically, the FBI does not want to mess with an election, and on any level. Right. No, their policy is to do nothing that yeah. would affect the outcome of an election. Now, there was there have been some exceptions to that. They did bust um, Dean Reynolds, the Clinton Township trustee, in the middle of an election, and it actually cost him his election. But I think they had him so dead nuts that yeah. they figured, you know, we're going to punch this guy out. We may as well get it over with and save the voters having to replace him later. And he's in prison, and you know he messed everything up pretty badly in terms of oh I'm going to cooperate, oh I'm not going to cooperate. I mean he just it was a clown show, and now he's doing time. But um, to interfere with the race, I, I shouldn't say interfere, but it is going to affect the race once we've gone through the primary. And and Scott Benson, I don't think has an opponent. He may have yeah. a write in opponent, or there's still time to get a write in opponent. This is this is pretty big deal. So so you know the FBI may be wrong. The feds don't convict everybody they charge, but for them to make this provocative a move at this point in the election, they must feel that they have huge, irrefutable evidence. And the other thing about that is this is not a decision that's made locally. This is a decision that goes through main justice, which means Washington, D.C. And it also means these days that it was a Democratic justice uh, department that approved these charges, and Benson and Ayers, uh, I think it's safe to assume, are both Democrats. So this isn't a matter of a Republican Justice Department saying, you know, let's go after some Democrats. 
a lot of people who uh, have a D after their name had to say this was okay. So this suggests that there's pretty significant evidence against both of these council members. And, um, and that's just a tragedy for the city of Detroit that we now have four council members of nine who have somehow come under a cloud. This is a council that people believed was the best council. I feel we've like had we're used years. to it, though. Over the past two decades, don't you feel like uh, it's just kind of been how it's been? Not like this. I mean, when Kay Everett was accused of of corruption, when uh, when uh, Lonnie Bates went down, when Monica Conyers went down, it all seemed like they were all one at a time. You know that they were individual bad actors, and now we may be looking at something where there were multiple. Council members uh, bribed by the same person, whether it's a setup, whether it's a, uh, whether it's a, um, uh, I mean, whether it's just somebody who was spreading money around and some people took it and some people didn't. It's so, it's terrible. So what is this? Is this because um, the mayor all of a sudden is very concerned with towing, as if that hasn't been an issue for for years and years. And I thought it was interesting that he's like, uh, yeah, based on the Detroit News is reporting uh, this must be about towing and then he had the press conference which once again kind of insulting considering that's been a problem for a while is that what it's about is it about the towing contracts do you think what's your gut tell you so i don't know um i would be i would be surprised if the fbi told the mayor what's really going on they tend to keep everybody who's not a part of the investigation in the dark but there's whispers uh, there's whispers but you know the detroit news um has done some good work with federal corruption and uh, and and really sunk their teeth into this wiretap affidavit that that was unsealed by mistake a couple of years ago that really really drew um, a lot of attention to Gaspar Fiore who is a sort of a big towing uh, mm-hmm. uh, a kingpin around here who did spend some time in federal prison. I I don't know if they're making too much of whether it's towing or not, but the mayor seems to be trying to get in front of this as best as he can. Um, and that's great, but I'll just tell you, I've been the one guy in this city calling for clean government for 20 years. I was the one guy in this city calling for Gabe Leland to resign or be pushed off a council when it was clear that he was a crook. So I think it's nice if other people are coming forward to say we need to clean up this government. It's like, you're late to the dance, but welcome. We still have a couple of songs left before they turn out the lights. You were first. <laughs> Can I tell you? Just- I'm impressed. By the way, you mentioned Benson earlier. Yes. And um, where's this going? Well, it smells like Benson and Hedges down in here. Oh. <laughs> and we just had a guest down in here in his bare feet, and he bent over behind you, and yeah. I got a nice shot of his crack, which was, good. <laughs> oh, wow. which was lovely. And I don't know, that just makes just me another... think of brisket, which makes me think of barbecuing, which makes me, you know what? I'm going to bring you guys some so, pork. You so spaced out the last five minutes, ten pork, minutes. Didn't you? Some pork shoulder. Just another advantage in to here and some in some slaw. I want to bring you some sandwiches. And, uh, <laughs> I I would like some and some feed of you that. guys. I, I think I think Sean is just trying to tee up all our sponsors because when I hear about all that good <laughs> cooking, I think of the butchery uh, in. Uh, uh, that's my role. That and viewing ass crack. The the butchery sl dot com. That's where you can find them. They uh, have prime meats and prime opportunities for people who want to work in a great place, make good money. And spend some time with some really good people, Chef Dave and Chef Julie. If you want to go to work today in a great place, I mean, good food, great market, very, very distinct uh, products, very reasonably priced, great stuff. It's a small business run by a small family. 
but they make a big impact on their customers. Check out thebutcherysl.com. Get your uh, get your job uh, resume together and give them a call at 248-682-COWS. That's 248-682-2697. Uh, you don't just have to go there to apply for a job. You can go there and do a little shopping. That's probably not a bad thing to do. They are closed Mondays and Tuesdays, however. But uh, get over there to the butchery. In fact, they are not only not only uh, um, a great place to work, a great place to shop, but they are generously helping us sponsor our name, image, and likeness athlete at Michigan State, Kalina Nice of the Michigan State rowing team. Uh, Chef Dave is throwing in some gas money every month for Kalina and also is providing her and some of her housemates high-quality meats to keep them strong and to get that Michigan State rowing team into the uh, winner's circle. So, wow. Great stuff. Rough, uh, rough week for them too. Uh, the Michigan State rowing team. Yeah. As uh, their captain Olivia Long, twenty years old, um, died in a car in a car crash. Have Have you talked to to Kalina? Yeah, beautiful young woman. Yeah. Obviously, a top notch athlete uh, and a leader. Yet another captain. Um, you know, Kalina was thinking of coming on the show this week because I don't think she's gone up to campus yet, and so we were looking forward to having her in studio. Um, but, uh, but with the, uh, with the death of her teammate, um, she just didn't feel up to it. It's, uh, it's a, it's a very difficult subject. Um, when you're young and you lose somebody who's young, I think it really hits you hard. Uh, I'm going to a funeral later today. I think I've been to four or five funerals since I started this campaign. I was at Steve Hood's funeral on Saturday, which was a very moving thing, but I'm old. So I expect people I know to die. But when you're young and you lose a friend, particularly someone who, you know, is the picture of health, mm-hmm. that's just shocking. So, so our, our, uh, our hearts go out to, to uh, Kalina and her teammates and the family of her, her captain. Olivia Long. Yeah, and, and, um, and we would have loved to have had her come on, and I think she would have loved to have done a tribute, but I think this is just too fresh too raw and something that would have been hard uh, because she is a sincere person. And for her to speak from the heart about this loss probably would have made it difficult for her to say very much. So, um, so we're, we're, we're um, appreciative of the opportunity to honor uh, Ms. Long and, uh, and to send our condolences to the family and her teammates who I know are missing her terribly as they get ready for the season. I mean, we had a whole, we had a whole let's preview the season, let's talk yeah. about what's going on, and, and it's just one of those things where when something like this happens... Everything gets turned upside down. Yeah, and that stuff just doesn't matter. It's like, we're going to talk about the season? Why, what, what? That's not that important right now. We, we have, we have yeah. this very uh, very tragic uh, episode that's, that's more important. So, so, yeah, just a horrible, horrible thing, but... Um, Hope she's doing well. Yeah, Kalina. but we, we'll, have, we'll have Kalina back on soon when... When, uh, when she's ready. Yeah, exactly. When when there isn't so much uh, so much angst in the air. Um, now, uh, I I I, I want to talk a little bit more about some of this corruption stuff, but I'm yeah. just, I can't wait to see which sponsor Sean unintentionally <laughs> tees up next. Sean, how do you feel about the market? Is it the market look good, or are you maybe heading to the east side for a little uh, entertainment? It's, uh, it's, it's been a little better late, lately, right? Market was kind of uneven there for a minute. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, I don't know, but... setting but, records. But 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I don't know, but there are people out there that do, and I think there are people that sponsor this, this show that really know. Yeah, one of those guys is Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wild. Hey, what just happened there? I'm going to call it 248-66-34748 because he provides rational financial advice. Don't get your advice from a podcast. Get your advice from uh, from Luke. Yeah, not guy, guys in T-shirts like us. God, no. We don't know anything. You need a handsome man in a suit or a woman in a suit, I guess. Or Mike. Um, Mike. <laughs> he'll, he'll tell you what to do with your stocks. Your bonds, uh, your 401k, you can put a 401k together for you if you own a company. So get advice, get a strategy, call Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748. Because whether you're driving a smart car or an expedition, he'll make it all about you, sweetheart. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. Member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names. Products or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates, Inc. Quick question, Mark. Yes. Expedition or the Edge? Expedi- well, expeditions are huge. Excuse me, excuse me. Explore what you drive now or yes. the Edge. Uh, I've had them both. I kind of like the I like the new Explorer. I like the new Explorer. I like a lot. The, the, the it's a little roomier. Is that what it is? Um, I just like how it how it's redesigned. It is a little bigger. I don't know how much wider it is, but uh, you can't go wrong with either one. But I, I like the way it drives. So I will never feel. Uh, inadequate again if I'm an explorer until an expedition rolls up next to you. Yeah. Okay. You, you okay. could you <laughs> car envy. You could feel inadequate if you didn't purchase that new vehicle from Rora Brian Ford. No, for sure. That's the, no, that's for sure. I'll make the drive. It's. It's. A, I mean, I feel inadequate in so many different ways. <laughs> It's not really car envy so much. It's, you know. it's RoyalBrian.com if you don't want to go in person. What'd you say, Mark? <laughs> I don't know. So um, don't worry about it. You're not you're not you're not enjoying the free form. No, I love the free form. I, I'm following the bouncing Sean Ball this is very uh, entertaining. Amusing. Yeah. I'm I'm here to amuse you. That's nice. <laughs> Always like a clown. Uh, a clown. A clown. Well, I want to I want to jump back to <laughs> funny how corruption. Exactly. Before uh, yes. Before Sean uh, gets killed for making yes, lots somebody. of corruption, and Mike Shoot was the first box. to point it all out. What's the next subject? No, 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 no. Our, our listeners <laughs> want to know about this. This was uh, Lisa wrote us and said, "This is bad for the city, but frankly, good for the ML straight shooting Eagle Scout ethical humble family man brand." Right. So that's four of nine this year, and allegedly more to come. It's awful, but at the same time, it's better than that. They're rooting it out rather than letting it slide. And I wish people would stop seizing on the relatively small dollar amounts. That's just the money the feds can prove or could catch on tape. Oh, so, like the $1,000 for Spivey? Right. So yeah, this is something a, that, that I hear all the time, even when I'm knocking on doors, um, about, you know, just $1,000, just $1,000. And my theory is not that someone just took $1,000, and in the case of Spivey, he's accused of you know, taking thirty-four, dollars mm-hmm. uh, $30,000 payments, and he and uh, somebody associated with him. But in the same way that when Ted Bundy was convicted of murder, they didn't convict him of every single murder. I think they picked their strongest case. They bring their case. That's enough to get a conviction, and there you go. But my concern with this stuff is that, yeah, I think Monica Conyers took a few hundred dollars in bribes in one instance, so you take a couple hundred bucks, it doesn't seem like much, but when you take a couple hundred bucks from everybody you meet, then it turns into big money. And so one of the things I hope that these investigations will root out, as Lisa puts it, is just how widespread this is and how much money it is. And one of the things I thought the feds did really well in the Macomb County public corruption uh, uh, in- investigation and prosecution that, frankly, they didn't do quite as well on 
with the Kilpatrick uh, investigation is they went after a lot of the bribe payers and not just the bribe takers. Because if you just leave these companies and these individuals out there who are used to paying people off and they get to walk away from all of the carnage that they create, they'll just do it again. And so something that's really important as this goes forward that we find out who was responsible for making these payments, whether it was somebody working undercover or whether it was a company, and that's just part of their business plan is to pay people off. Um, Do you think there's going to be more people wrapped up in this? Well, so that's the other thing Lisa writes. She says, uh, she says more, allegedly more to come. Uh, I'm not convinced of that, but, of course, I didn't see these, these other two uh, charges or these other two raids coming down the pike because, again, uh, no, no charges have been brought, which kind of brings us to, to Tamra, who asked whether these, these two new council members should resign and uh, can they ask for the names to be removed from the ballot. Yeah, of course they should. They're not going to, but they should. Well, I, I got no problem with calling for people who, uh, where there's a lot of evidence that they did wrongdoing to resign. Obviously, I called for the resignation of, of Gabe Leland. I have not called for the resignation of Andre Spivey because I want to see some of the evidence first or at least have him formally enter a guilty plea for these other candidate these other council members I think we need to see more evidence before we start calling for them to get marched out of city hall but once we have some oh, evidence no, I mean, then it's then it's time at the very least it's an incredible distraction to what they do and what they're going to be voting on sure well ridiculous I think we need to wait for some at least some charges to come forward before we start talking about people uh, uh, forfeiting their seat but um, but removal from the ballot I don't know that you can even be taken off the ballot at this point. Absentee ballots are going to be going out in a couple of weeks. And so they're printed, or they will be printed very soon. So I think folks are going to show up on the ballot. And I believe that there's still some time for somebody to mount a write-in campaign. So what we may see happening is some folks who have thought, "Uh, I might go for it, but nobody will support me, may decide... Wow, this is my shot. One of the one of the incumbents is in trouble. Maybe I can come in as a write-in. After all, Mike Duggan got elected in 2013 as a write-in, which everybody thought would never happen. When you're when you're going door to door knocking, you're talking to um, voters. Do they care? Are they aware? And do they care? Oh yeah. well, the biggest issue now is the flood because we're still yeah. flooding. And and one of my volunteers flooded on Sunday again, and it was like the fourth time that she's because in all honesty, summer if if all of of all the city council, if they were all corrupt and taking tons of money, but they fixed, you know, my flooding issue or whatever, I'd almost be okay with it because it affects everybody's daily lives. You know what I mean? It's just the mind of a voter. So I'm not surprised they would care more about, you know, flooding than corruption. That's I know you can be concerned about both, but it's one of those things where, hey, if you fix up things that affect people's daily lives, they tend to not care so much about the illegal stuff. Yeah, that, that's a fascinating thought that if, if, if people were so good and so effective that you'd be willing to put up with a little bit of graft. I think it happens all the time. They're delivering, yeah. Uh, I, I have not heard anybody say that, that, that any of these council members is so fantastic that I don't care sure. if they have a little side hustle. I mean, people are concerned about this, and people, people, um, people are, are, uh, are starting to lose faith. And that, that's one of the things that I talked about when I returned to Let It Rip last week uh, for a, a rare return to the Fox 2 airwaves. But, oh, that uh, must have been awkward. If, uh, it was all Zoom. So, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I mean, if, if we have that clip, let's, uh, let, let's, let's let people hear my deep thoughts on the subject from another medium. I'm just waiting for Joe to frame it. <laughs> 
Oh, or maybe it's from an extra large. What? I said another medium. I know. No, I, sort of I got the size. I understood the joke. We're just tap dancing here, as we say in, in the TV game. We begin with former Fox 2 investigative reporter M.L. Elbeck, who also happens to be a candidate for the Detroit City Council in District 4. It's crazy. Now, to be fair, we invited his opponent, Letitia Johnson, to appear tonight. She respectfully declined, but we want her to know she is always welcome. So, Why would she decline? Do you have any uh, inkling? She has not shared any campaign strategy with me for a while. I do not know what her thinking is on that. I, you, I mean, you couldn't lose talking about it. Is there more to the clip? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you all. No, that's okay. Email. You've been uncovering public <laughs> eruption for years, so He's put here. on your reporter's cap right now. The yes, FBI isn't saying much. What do you think they're looking for? Well, I, I think we heard uh, U.S. Attorney Barb McQuaid say the culture of corruption in Detroit was over 10 years ago. Clearly, that's not <clears throat> quite the case. We have two city council members, one of whom I exposed as a crook, uh, Gabe Leland, uh, Andre Spivey, who I exposed some of his, uh, his misconduct earlier. And he's one of the reasons I'm running for Detroit City Council, because I think we deserve city council members who put the people first. The uh, announcements yesterday were shocking. Uh, the timing is, uh, is surprising. And certainly these are two candidates who there hasn't been any suggestion that they've done anything illegal. But truly what we need to do to restore faith in our city government is to have people on city council where there's no question who comes first, the people, and where there's no question about what their priorities are. And so what we really need to do is get folks on city council who are there because they want to serve. And what happens with council members Benson and Ayers will be determined by the courts. It doesn't appear they're cooperating in any way, as uh, Councilman Spivey seems to be doing. So whether these charges are unfound or not, we'll know soon enough. But we have got to rebuild the city council with new people. We have got to restore public confidence in it, because if we can't trust our government, we're lost. So I, I have... I have an idea yeah. which candidate can help restore confidence in Detroit city government, but I'll, I'll, leave, that, I'll leave that to people's okay, imagination. Back to my other question. When you talk to people, are they aware of the story and do they care? Oh, yeah. No, but, but that, you know, kind of the note I ended on with Huel is people are getting to a point where they're like, you know, here we go again. And, and it would be the, the, the real tragedy for Detroit and for, for Michigan would be if people come to see Detroit as one of these corrupt communities where there's no point in trying to do things on the level, where there's no point in making a fair bid on a contract, where there's no point in expecting your tax dollars to be spent on the things that you think they should be spent on. And, and I think we're teetering on that. And one of the reasons why I gave up journalism to run for city council is because I felt like the work I was doing as a reporter wasn't being as effective and wasn't bringing about the kind of positive change that we need. And that the only way to really try and restore some integrity to city council, to try and restore some trust in the public and in the business community and other politicians is to have at least one person on city council where folks could say, I know who this is. I know what this person does. I know what to expect from them. And I believe that if they see something wrong, they will put up their damn hand and say, What's going on over here? Can somebody, you know, can somebody help me stop this? Mm -hmm. Because at some point, if we don't step up, then 
then everybody walks away. And, and that would be a terrible, terrible outcome for the city and for the state. People always ask, you know, if they want to donate to my campaign, like, well, I don't live in Detroit. You know, you, you still take donations to Detroit. You know, when Detroit has problems, the whole state has problems. And when Detroit does well, the whole state does well. So to me, anybody who cares about Detroit has a stake in how Detroit is going and, and how Detroit is run. So, you know, if, if, if we have another bankruptcy, if the schools have another bankruptcy, everybody in the state of Michigan is going to be called to help fix that. And, and we can't have either of those scenarios again because you just we have got to get up and running in the right way, in the right direction. Otherwise, we're going to go off the cliff the next time, and, and that's not good for anybody. Right, well, Sean? Well said. Well, well put. Eloquent. I love it. Oh, man, the geeks have inherited the earth. On that note. What a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek? Or we're turning into cool guys? I felt a butt coming. And not not Drew's. No, it's more of an and. It's more. No, no, no. There's no butt. That that was great. uh, His butt? I love that you're running and, and fighting for justice, my man. But. No, there's an and, and it has more to do with the Geek of the Week, oh. because I am a geek. And I have a question for you, Mark. Uh-oh. Is your hair on your arm creeping up your beautiful bicep and the back of your tricep? Oh, my God. It's been there forever. Is it connected? Is it like a, oh, a yeah. shag carpet that's a living? It's a mess. Yeah. Why yeah. are you thinking about me because, shirtless? Because I was I was just looking at hair. It's cold. I was trying to rub. <laughs> and I've got it. I've got it. It's just the old manism kind of I, coming in. And I, you're thinking to yourself, do you, do you need an electrolysis? No, I'm not that vain. But if you wanted it to be expensive... You might have to pull a mortgage out. I, I, oh. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, Doctor Roach is not a sponsor <laughs> of this I show. I have to I just refinance to spend all that money to take care of all that here suit, as uh, uh, Mike would say, right? Sure. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, you if you're going to do it, you want to do it with someone who's very quick and can get it done fast. Because Hall Financial, they they close the majority of their loans in eight business days or fewer. Did you know that? Yeah, like putting the gel on and ripping it off. It's still they, t- they've got like 70 billion five-star reviews. Rates are still incredibly, incredibly low, uh, but check out Hall Financial. Uh, we, we use the ML uses them. Yes, I've them done two times. deals with them, and I'm looking forward to refinancing again um, if, if I have a job because it's good to have you know employment on your application. Exactly. And making sure you understand your financial situation is step one. And it starts with that mortgage. So before you go out shopping for a home, too, if you're going to go buy one, you need to call Hall first to get your financing in place. Just go to the uh, ML Solo Detroit website. You can click on the little link to get started. Or, of course, you can just pick up the phone, call them 248-308-5000, and make sure to tell them that ML Elric and the Solo Detroit sent you over there. It's NMLS number 1467435 for Hall Financial. I cannot recommend them enough. I love the fact that as... ML is pontificating about city council. What's very important? You're sitting over there, l- almost literally na- navel gazing. No, <laughs> I was trying to think about how what a fun, absurdist, surrealist kind of fur on the teacup kind of way we could get to Hall Financial. Well, I thought the reason why. <laughs> so there you go. I thought the reason why the arm, the hair on Mark's, the Dada's baby. I, I thought the reason that the hair on Mark's arm was standing up is because he was excited about the Cadu Cafe's Muscle Beach Music Festival. Oh wow, another Labor Day weekend. Oh, we're we're in and out. We're we're trying to be a little more professional. Oh, this is the plug machine here. Yeah, this is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, come on, Mark. Uh, Thursday, Naval September second, <laughs> through Monday, September sixth. Twenty-one bands over five days. A five-day pass is just twenty-five simoleons. A three-day pass is twenty. 
bucks. You can get them on Eventbrite. Walk up, uh, walk up tickets are also available. Thursday, you'll see the High Views and Mega Weege, a Ween tribute band for all you Ween fans, both of you. Uh, Friday highlights are Sonny Ledford coming in from the Carolinas with his bands. Detroit Rockers, the Hand Grenades will be opening. Saturday, the Mugs, America's ugliest band and third place winner on America's Next Greatest Band headline that day on Saturday. The Beggars will be opening for them, plus a number of other Detroit bands. Sunday, the Scrappers are your headliners. Monday, a number of new bands make their debut, most with Eastside's Roots. And Woots from Kalamazoo headline that day. For the full schedule, go to kajucafe.com. That's C-A-D-I-E-U-X-C-A-F-E.com. Also, Andrew Dost from Fun does an acoustic set on Sunday. He's a Grammy, Grammy winner. A Grammy? He won a Grammy a, 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 and a Grammy? A Grammy-winning performer, that, that, <laughs> that little Andy Dost from Fun. <laughs> so, uh, so that's a big deal on Sunday. So check it out, kajucafe.com. Uh, in fact, the, the hair on my arms is starting to stand up a little bit just thinking about it. But, uh, you but, have hair? Uh, there's, there's on a, your body? There's a couple of cilia there. But, you got uh, hair where it counts, up top. <laughs> Wait, thought, what? I thought oh. you'd appreciate it because uh, you're kind of cilia yourself today. Oh, be very silly. Very, very, oh, that was awful. Very, very silly. So what, what okay. kind of music are you going to torture me with this week? Well, we're not no, even, no, there. No, we're not no, even no, there yet. No. God, you are speaking, not paying attention today, speak, old man. Speaking of overstimulation. <laughs> Jesus. You were, Sean really wants to leave. This, well, he's got, he's got big doings today. Uh, this week's geek is a scourge from the deep. yes. The venomous sea snake. What? The, the Guardian reports that researchers from three Australian universities working on the southern Great Barrier Reef, which I've been to, uh, found that Ooh. olive sea snakes, particularly males, repeatedly approached divers, coiled around fins, struck at camera reflections, made fast jerky movements, and were particularly active in the winter when they breed. The underwater eggheads believe the acts of aggression are likely because of mistaken identity during sexual interactions. In other words, horny sea snakes are attacking divers. What? Yes, so venomous sea snakes. Without consent? You are not only our Geek of the Week, as Mark just referenced, consider yourself canceled. Me too, sea snakes. Hashtag bad snakes. (laughs) (laughs) And they're venomous. And they're sea snakes. I'm going to do a Sean Windsor type uh, segue because my mind is wandering now off those sea snakes. We ran out of sponsors. I uh, took the girls to a beach over the weekend and didn't realize I hate swimming in open water. You're the best dad ever. Why? Why? Because I went to a beach? Oh, it's easy. Come on. What do you mean you hate swimming in open water? I hate swimming. I will. I told my wife. I said, What beach? uh, It's a little beach. up in Independence Township area. That's not open water, don't you mean? Like it's a ocean? lake. It's still a lake. You think a lake's open water? Well, it's not a pool. You can see the other oh side God. of it, my man. Why do we have to get in a semantical argument about? You can it? see I, the other side. I don't of like swimming in anything lake. that isn't just full of chemicals. How about that? Is that better? Okay. That's okay. Cool. So Good you one. dragged my Great Barrier Reef story out of me. I was I was up in uh, I was in Australia. <laughs> you guys, that's this, what it took. Yeah, I, I'll tell you. You guys are. Why artists, do you like man. swimming? I mean, I I. I 
scuba and I've done snorkeling by and the, stuff in the, the ocean. Way. And I don't, I don't know. Maybe it's just lakes, Bob. Uh, let me just say this. That was my personal favorite Geek of the Week you've ever had, by far. You, 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 you hate venomous sea so snakes? Oh, no, I just thought it's it was full, funny and absurdist and no, silly. Aren't they people are going after fucking snakes. I love it. It was liar. great. I don't. Oh, that was fun. I'm dying to hear this you great. Chuckle. Bar- I'm dying to hear this great Barrier Reef story. Okay, just, so just to time it. So I'm on the Gold Coast of Australia. I spent a month in Australia backpacking, and one of the places I went to was up in the rainforest. And when you're in the Gold Coast, there, one of the big things. Oh, here's here's a, here's a time. <laughs> don't don't be distracted. One of, one of the big things up there is you can go out to the Great Barrier Reef, which is extraordinary. It's one of the most beautiful things you'll ever see, and it's 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 in danger because of of global warming. Anyway. We go out there and we go snorkeling and you're out on this boat. And like a lot of these things, it's not very regulated. And I'm out there by myself. So at the end of this, they take you snorkeling. Then you can do a little scuba diving. And on the way back, they said, who wants to ride in the cargo net? And oh. I said, oh, that sounds cool. I'll ride in the cargo net. Now, nobody knows me it's on like this boat. It's like a catamaran, you know, between them? No, it's like, a, it's like a fishing boat. I mean, it's a big oh, boat, what? big engine, okay. couple of diesels. And they have a huge uh, fishing net that, you know, cargo net that you just, just hang on to and you kind of, it's fun. You got the oh, water okay. in your face I, and I everything. Yeah. So we're all out there and this thing has a really powerful engine and it really starts going. And I feel myself slipping down the pile of people, the mass of humanity hanging on the cargo net. Oh, no. And I got to like the very last rung and I put my arms through and I said, my friggin' arms are about to get pulled out of the socket, but I cannot let go because nobody in Australia <laughs> knows me. Nobody on this boat knows that I'm on this boat. There's no signing. They're not going to check to see How who came out. How far out were you? I mean, we're like an hour from shore. We're just out oh, there. Oh, so you're Talk. out there. This so, is open water. So that's open just water. Just like the movie, yeah. Yeah, yeah like so, and that, that movie came out not long after that, and all I'm thinking is if I let go, I will never be seen again. So I hung on, and when they pulled the, the thing, and I just sat there, I was shaking. I was just like, oh, my God. But, uh, yeah, so open water, I, I feel your pain. That's a great story. Have you ever seen open? Oh, scary. yeah, wait, let me tell you. Hey, in minute 52, not so great bad. Great story. Well there were some interruptions. We could, it's probably more like a minute 49. By the way, okay. Here's a weird segue. Open, open water, too, one of the best, worst movies ever. Really? That's By the it. way, yeah. I, I didn't want to interrupt that great story, but who, <laughs> who paid for it? I did. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, Royal Brian Ford. No, we're done with Royal <laughs> Brian Ford, dude. All right, what's, point, the, what's the music? At Whoa, that point, geez. they were only celebrating their 45th anniversary because they've been around for mm-hmm. 75 years. That's awesome. They would never slip off a net. No, they wouldn't let you go. They wouldn't. They, they hang on. But you do have me adjusting it. I don't want to swim in lakes. Oceans are okay. Why? Because you can't see the you bottom? You can't see anything, yeah. Are you worried, You're worried about, about a little bluegill getting at your I'm your worried about getting muscle? like a bacterial infection or something. Don't pee in the water. What? Why? You know the huh? bacteria that goes up to your head and eats your that little yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Don't pee in the water then. Really? Keep it closed. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Unless you pee like a young man and it's a fire hose coming out and you're not dribbling and spraying everywhere. Is there some truth I, to this? I, I don't have a fire hose story. <laughs> yeah, no, there actually is. I can't tell if you're messing with me or not. No, if you open it up and uh, <laughs> you know. Oh, I'm not worried about anything swimming in that way. I it, just, but I that's it, it can do it can happen. I was getting bit by all those damn uh, fleas that are in the sand too, you know, and yeah. fly. Uh, Give me chemicals. Yeah, you'd rather oh, hang yeah. out in uh, kitty urine and yes, I would with lots of chemicals that kills everything. Biohazard. Yeah. Biohazard warning. That's what you yeah. always go when you go to those public pools. Like biohazard warning. Is what that happened? the name well, of the that, group we're listening so, to? By the way, that's Bio, another that's another thing. How many beaches have been closed not recently? Not a new wave band. 
beaches have been closed because of all the E. coli. So that's that was in my head too. There's just feces all Still, over Still, you went, you did it, you sucked it up, you I overcame was your phobia. nobody knew, except for my wife. And you, you were, that's why I say you're the best dad ever. You didn't let your <laughs> kids know you were afraid. I wasn't afraid, I was just miserable. You were scared shitless, and you, you kept <laughs> it from scared, her, man, I'm scared impressed. scared shitless. Charlotte's probably listening right now, because she, she likes to she take notes this from this show. So to why? I wonder the, why. The return of the Charlotte and Dad podcast. Because it's, it's not her dad that's on the show, right? It's some other... Nah, she didn't care. She she didn't she, care about me when I do. She's a big right. new wave. My boys are the same. Yeah, so. it's okay. It is. I didn't care about what my parents did when I was that age either. No. So here's anyway. The, here's the thing about uh, Charlotte loves new wave music. Annie is learning her ABCs, and maybe when she gets those ABCs down. Oh, wrong one. Sorry. Wait, did we do that yet? Yeah, we did. I'm just kidding. She, oh, wait, now you got to kill I've been messing around so much, I can't find the song. She will love to combine her love of new wave music and with? her knowledge of the alphabet with I ABC. I see where you're going. Whew, it took a while to get ready. there. Ow. Turns out I'm the only one here who's <laughs> so hip it hurts. Do you remember when men wore skirts? Ties like a jealous blood And calico and a brocade shirt So hip, it hurts Do you remember when girls wore slacks? A traffic stops, men get heart attacks it Seems so strange that they took it like that So hip, it hurts
So, uh, ABC, what do you think? <laughs> no, nothing. Okay. I, I was it. I was deferring to Sean. I love ABC, but uh... classic new wave band from Sheffield, which is a very Detroit-like city in England. Industrial suffered mightily in the seventies and eighties. Most people may know it from uh, being the the uh, backdrop for the Full Monty. The movie with um, yeah 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 with uh, uh, the male stripping review trying to raise money. Anyway, uh, Martin Fry was basically a music journalist who was asked to join a band, vice versa. After writing about him, took over as the front man, and then the band evolved into this very synthesizer uh, heavy uh, dance beat. A um, lot of uh, samples and some of their other stuff, but also maintained kind of a soulful uh, edge. With songs like When Smokey Sings, which is a tribute to Motown's oh, Smokey Robinson. Okay. That was their highest charting tune in the U.S. I hated that song. And, and they were very, it, it is a little, it is a little uh, treacly. Yeah. But you guys might find it a little precious, but the, but the whole Shoot That po- or the Poison Arrow and Look of Love, that stuff was great. Oh, it's fantastic. And, and they were kind of an art band. I mean, Martin Fry, gorgeous guy, you know, they, they came out in tuxedos, dress, and, 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 and uh, not just tuxedos, but like um, with tails, tuxes with tails, playing. You get the the xylophone and everything, and and very high concept videos from from their um, sort of walking through the English gardens, the turn of the century, to to their cartoon videos, and their look was as much a part of the band as the music. And at one point, they put out an album called "How to Be a Zillionaire," which is a great album. And there were a couple characters in there, Eden and David Yeratu, who were mainly part of the band for their look. Eden was a very striking uh, woman, and David Yeratu was this little bald guy with these huge glasses. Uh, when they toured, uh, I've read, I don't know if it's true, but it's, it's intriguing to think about that, that Eden and David Yeratu really didn't do that much. They were basically human props for this band that was pretty much Martin Fry and Mark White and... Uh, it was all performance art with some music thrown in, so uh, quite, quite. So, deep. how much of the rise of new wave is attributed to the fact that uh, MTV and the look, and that you had to be flashy, right? I mean, there's no understated new wave bands when you think of all the big ones. Arctic Monkeys and Human League, also from Sheffield. Love, oh, Ar- love okay. Arctic Monkeys. Right? Yeah, it's just a fun little story about oh, the, how so Sheffield's good. underrated. And it's. Esquire said it's time to reconsider the Steel City. I guess as it's known over in the UK. Anyway. Yes, they they were there was a big it was a big foundry town and also uh, Birmingham. That's the home of uh, yes of Echo and the Bunny Men and Duran Duran, two bands that uh, Duran Duran a little more fashion forward than Echo and the Bunny Men, but you really don't think of them coming from an industrial English Midlands town. Echo and the Bunny Men, right? You prefer them over Duran Duran the music? Please tell me. I like them both. But um, uh, if you've ever heard an interview with Ian McCullough from Echo and the Bunny Men, or you hear he's going to be in an interview, listen to it. He is one of the funniest human beings alive. You won't understand a word he says because of his heavy accent, but he's hilarious. But I, I do think Sheffield I, also the site of the uh, Hillsborough de- disaster. Bloop. Oh wow! And, you know what that is? Does anybody know what that is? Sports and home of Sheffield Soccer. Wednesday. Yeah. That's their home stadium. Or did it collapse? There was an FA. Yeah. No, that's where a lot of people got. Killed. Oh, crushed. Yeah, crushed. I, oh, nasty. Yeah. There's a really great 30 for 30. Sorry. Okay. Was Chelsea I playing? No, I think Liverpool know? was. Liverpool? Okay. Yeah. All right. 
the uh, the Red Devils. Ugh, yeah, gross. Um, but uh, but no, I do think I do think MTV played a big role in it because you went from punk, yeah. which sort of eschewed the mainstream, to new wave, which not only brought in a lot of uh, performance artists and a lot of people like um, like Adam Ant, who you know was sort of a model who sang, um, and and that new romantic movement where you saw people dressed up in. 18th century naval outfits, yeah. but then with with uh, Native American war paint on. I mean, <laughs> feathers in their hair is pretty wild. But I think, I think uh, a band like ABC, the music was great. But I think you know they were handsome guys doing cool videos. Some of them were funny. Some of them were were uh, were outside the box, like the cartoon ones. And I think that did that did feed into their popularity. I know there's some bands where I didn't, I mean, think about aha take on me is a pretty good song, but if you take away the video, you know, it's sort of like, yeah, okay. That's a, that's exactly. a cool song, yeah. but you, you'll watch it for the video probably even if you don't like the song. And I think you also have to have watched altered States to really get the, the video. But uh, for all those William hurt fans out there, both of you. Um, so okay, so that's room seven six oh nine. We uh, we love your suggestions. We actually have a few suggestions we have to get to, including one coming up from our friend August for room seven six oh nine. If you uh, if you want to support this show like Kristen does, you can give on a regular basis like Kristen does, or you can just make one massive one time generous gift. And and Mark is here to tell us how to do that. MLSolidetroit.com little donate button. Takes you right to PayPal. It's could that not easy. Be, could not be easier. It's surprising that few, so few people take advantage. I know everyone of should just give it a shot. See what happens. Yeah, and, and you know what? I think Mark's lying. I don't think it's that easy. But you should. Why don't you donate and yeah, see? Prove it. Yeah. Let's, let's see if you can figure it out, everyone. Yeah, come on, do some reporting, people. <laughs> uh, the other way to support us is to buy some of our sweet merchandise. Um, you know the Delta variants out there. We still have masks and gaiters. They could save your life, and they look pretty sweet. And, Mark, you're going to be flogging some of this gear uh, at Arts, Beats, and Eats, right? Yeah, Friday and Saturday. I'm not sure uh, at what times exactly, but um, you can find us. There, there's a little booth down there. I want to say Washington and 5th in that area if you're wandering around. And I understand, say hi. I understand any gear that you leave behind, Tom Masway will then try and sell the next Give it day, away, but yeah. he'll, he'll pocket. He'll be the nice guy to give it away. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, come on, get some of this stuff. Hey. I love him. He gave me so much free stuff. Yeah, it's like that Masway. What a what a guy! He's like the Sean Windsor the of best. the Red Shovel. <laughs> yeah, the um, pile on Sean now that he ran upstairs. Yeah, I know. He's we're we're safe now. So please subscribe to the show, share the show, rate the show, love the show, uh, and let us know what you're thinking. August, a guest on the show, writes: Just want to take a minute to thank you, Mark and Sean, for having me on to talk about our annual Magnum PI presented by Bacardi theme fundraiser at Whiskey in the Jar two weeks ago. We raised over thirty five hundred dollars on one dollar and five dollar raffle tickets and sold out of. Our shirts, those are sort of the Hawaiian-themed yeah. T-shirts uh, featuring the uh, the beautiful visage of Mr. Thomas Selleck, Detroit's own Tom Selleck. They sold out of those T-shirts by 10 p.m., so I guess we'll never get those those free T-shirts. That, that, Damn it. August asked, hope you saw our friends celebrating the unofficial Magnum Day at the ballpark yesterday at the last game in August. So these guys go out there in their shirts, and they try and get some FaceTime on, on TV. Anyways, it's an August tradition, and since August is the one who told us about it, I guess it is in every sense of the word. And he suggests for next week, Vienna Calling by Falco, underrated German new wave. He says, I think it's actually Austrian, but then he says, R.I.P. Falco. Did Falco die? Why? 
it'd be as news breaking as if he was still alive. But is he dead? Let me see. I don't know. Uh, he is dead. Oh my god, he died in ninety eight. What? <laughs> yeah, at age forty. Wow, breaking news here on uh, he the Soul of Detroit. That long ago. Yeah. Wow. Well, uh, now I'm intrigued as to what he died by. Okay. He died. Uh, Maybe, perhaps he was killed by Der Commissar. Uh, finally. Oh, can we play that next week? Well, that's what, that's what August is asking for. Finally, we got a note from Jesus. Oh. But it turned out to be a spammer calling himself Robert Jesus, who just wants to revamp our website. So I think we're going to we'll hold out for the real deal on that one. Um, and... Uh, and I did have a brush with the Jesus, but I think what? I already told this story. You did, yeah. When I met um, when I re- met uh, uh, John Turturro. Oh, really? At the NHL store in uh, in New York. Remember, he played uh, the Jesus in. Uh, oh yeah. In the Big Lebowski. Hundred percent. Yeah, he was great. Are you going to tell a story? I already did. You oh, did. Okay. I just I admired him. I didn't want to say hi because he seemed like he was with his son and just kind of being a regular guy. So. My timer's broken. <laughs> so I bought a Red Wings hat, but it had a slight stain on it, so I asked him to knock 25% off the price. So I saw John Turturro, and I saved 25 bucks on a Red Wings hat. And you were more excited about saving the money. Of course you were. That's awesome. By the way, my sh- chair now is slunk all the way down. So Really? What did you do? It's forcing me to sit up straight, though. I guess that's good. <laughs> so I can still see Mikey over the that's monitors. That's our, attention. That's our posture builder there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, I got a lot of weight kind of carrying me over, you know, like a front loader. Kind of thing. It's probably all that Wagyu beef. I don't really eat Wagyu beef unless oh. uh, the delicious uh, chef man brings it in. What about that? What is it? Snake River Ranch that they have food from? Snake River Farms. Yeah. Snake yeah. River Farms. Okay. I remember when I went there with you. I said, "Can I get some of that Snake River Canyon meat?" And he's like, uh, <laughs> "Sean and Dave just shook their heads." And I said, I- "I'll just take the boneless chicken breast." And then Dave, sh- then then Sean shook his head again, and then I. I got in my car. Oh, it's all good. And I felt ashamed. I went home and grilled it up, but I was really happy again. Good. No, I always feel ashamed. If, so. uh, if you're into, like, food porn, you know, and those pictures, follow him on Twitter. Oh, at Chef the but- Yeah, at the Butchery SL, because oh. he's constantly putting up pictures and stuff of what they're cooking. Yeah, but we, we don't advocate uh, trafficking in any kind of porn. Food porn. Oh, well. It's like ruined porn. Uh, uh, I'm just saying. Yeah. Good show today, guys. So uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> really? Well, then, uh, Sean, what, right. what, what are you up to? What's next? Uh, I've been off the last week and a half, so uh, back Shows. to the grind. Yeah. Well, you got that weekend. Got that holiday. You're ready for uh, the football season. Then. Football. Football, football. Yep. Mostly. We're going to Chicago this weekend for your Spartans. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. And I, I, I heard the free press broke the story that Alan Haller is going to be the next AD at Michigan State. Is that right? I think that sounds right. Yep. Okay. That would be pretty so, cool. So yeah, the the fall grind is coming, right? But it's a it's a good grind, and fans are going to be back, and I'm looking forward to being in some stadiums with a few fans. So, so who who wins Michigan State, Northwestern? No idea. Michigan and Western. I would assume Michigan would beat Western. Uh, no idea on this. Never state, know. State Northwestern. Okay. And then the following week, the Lions kick it off, right? So yeah. Oh. Here we go. They're going to be so bad. This yeah, year. they're probably not going to be very good. They'll be lucky to win three games. Nice. Yeah, it, it's not going to be pretty. So, yeah, there you go. Okay. So, uh, Thanks you, for stopping by, Sean. You oh, can, you can my catch, pleasure. You can catch Sean's work at Freep.com. Anything else going on, Sean? Are you, are you venturing into any other uh, uh, mediums? Oh, you want me to say something it, about this? Is it too early? Oh, no, you should mention it. Absolutely. Plug away. Can, can, we, can we tell? The well, world? we're going to start a sports podcast uh, at the Free Press. 
called Free Press Sports, I think, uh, sexily enough. And who's on it? Yeah, it's Carlos Menares and myself. I understand the marketing team spent years coming up with that. Free they press did. Sports. I think it's called the Carlos and Sean Show or Free Press Sports. The Carlos and Sean has Carlos show. recovered from being so upset about um, the Don birthday? Mo- yeah, Don Molbach. Yeah, thing. we'll we'll talk to him about that. No, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk sports a little bit. We're gonna have some Free Press uh, journalists on, talk about uh, big stories. We might even uh, have some people that are in the studio with me at this moment on at Ooh. some point. Well, we'll have Mike on me. to do so his thing. We'll have Mark on to uh, to talk about you. I'll, U of I'll be a fandom. gas bag. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll have you come on and give the fans perspective of Michigan football. Gladly, I'd love that might to. be fun. Yeah. Uh oh. So we'll. You okay. I just realized I ate. I just had 800 calories worth of black licorice. Damn it! Oh, that's wow. So that's that's interesting because when you're talking, Sean spaces out and gazes at his own navel and then you just did the same no i never gaze at my own navel i just get lost <laughs> out in a, an acid trip you know what i mean it's not uh don't a scratch don't listen acid to it. trip you Let's, don't listen to each other it's adorable no, i totally listen like to an it. old married couple i completely hear what he's saying you, you know how to tune each other out and i hear what he's saying for I, one or two I, words i heard mark is abandoning the red shovel network for the free press podcast and it's just going to be me and he's uh, gonna come on and be a fan that's all it's gonna you be and me, Zoos. me and dave burkett and zooves <laughs> yeah yeah so we have a lot to offer the good so there we go thank you for when that, does that reminder start? when does that start uh this thursday okay it's gonna drop on thursdays for the time being we'll see how it goes wherever podcasts are downloaded yes wow Beautiful. okay Free Press home site, and then uh, go out from there. Cool. And Good. Please subscribe to the Free Press and the Detroit News uh, because... That's some serious enthusiasm. They're good people. I'm just I'm trying to understand. Well, he's had a long-term relationship it's, with them, so I've Speaks read. for itself. Yeah, it's, that can be problematic. Um, anyway, uh, it's been great spending another 87 minutes or something like that with you. Something like that. 87? Not even that much. Oh, really? Yeah. Good. Oh, well, oh wait, okay. let me get well, over 70. here. Good. Seventy minutes. Seventy's not too bad. Yeah, that's okay. Still ten too many. Yeah, it is. Some people say it's cut me out of it, and you all will be fine. Sixty-nine minutes of it wasn't that great, but the yeah, seventy. Cut, cut me out. <laughs> Go ahead and take so me out. Childish. So uh, we encourage you if you have uh, some more time in your week. We've taken seventy minutes. I understand. 71 now. 71. Oh, oh, damn oh, it. Weird. Okay, let me go fast. You should listen to Drew and Mike show on, on the Red Shovel Network and Charlie Duff's No BS News Hour. And Cyrus, you can take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? ML Elric's far-flung adventures will amaze you and whose love story will linger in your memory. Bureau had nothing to do with what happened tonight. Marry a ditch digger or a robin, I married you. And you're going to stay in the election. Because good or bad, that's where you belong. <laughs>